When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there. It's me. It's your friend, Toby. How are you? Thanks for coming back. I missed you. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to our show. It's a, it's a recovery show. There's thousands of them out there, aren't there? But this one's different. This recovery show is a concept show. It's called In This Moment. And I'm just your host, Toby C., of a concept show. And the concept show is about getting better in recovery and staying that way. What a concept. Yeah, boy. Maybe you know somebody who's suffering. Maybe you're suffering. Suffering from what? Yeah. Boy, that could be a whole nother show just on the subject of what kind of suffering we experience. How about suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? Yeah. This show, um, you're going to hear us talk about alcohol or alcoholism, but I got to tell you, this show pertains to everyone out there because we're going to be talking about principles, spiritual in their nature, which um, if practiced as a way of life, can expel any obsession that you or your loved one may be suffering from, whether it's alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, gambling, deviant sex, compulsive shopping, hoarding, um, just there, the, the list goes on and on, doesn't it? Oh boy, does it ever, yeah. But uh, let me just finish the who, what, when, how, and why for a minute before we get started. Again, my name is Toby C. I'm nobody special. I'm just your garden variety junkie and drunk who seems to have recovered one day at a time uh, because of the 12-step method of recovery. Um, and while I advocate the 12-step of recovery, it's worked for me. That's certainly not the only avenue for the, the sufferer to find in order to um, recognize that the bondage of self is really what has kept us in this, this misery called suffering. And that, um, and that in order to break out of this bondage of self, we must become God conscious. How about that? And anybody can become God-conscious, whether you're in the 12-step method of recovery or not. Maybe you can find it in church. Maybe you can find it in art. Maybe you can find it in nature. But it's becoming less self-conscious and more God-conscious. Yeah, boy. Today, our subject is on toxic, passive-aggressive behavior. And so many of us either are the bullies and the perpetrators of this type of toxic behavior or we're the victims and the recipients of this type of behavior from others. And, um, and the end result is what? Is suffering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of toxic, passive-aggressive behavior and suffering and overcoming that type of behavior, um, let me finish the who, what, when, how, and why. I'm coming to you from lovely Palm Springs, California, the, one of the, the epicenters of, of recovery. Boy, we've got a lot of rehabs and sober living places out here. It must be because the weather is so good. But um, I'm from New Jersey originally, but I just wanted to let you know I finally made it out to Palm Springs. Hallelujah. And um, 
why do I do this? Why? Why am I doing this? I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Because I made an agreement with my higher power that if you get me out of this pickle, I promise you I'm going to honor you this time. How many times have we made those agreements with God? You know, God help me, right? We're at the absolute bottom. We're at the absolute, at our wit's end. We're on the verge of homicide or suicide. And we cry out to God to please help us get through this. And you know what? He listens. And guess what? This too shall pass. And lo and behold, it does pass. Whatever dilemma we're facing does pass. And how often many of us, many of us, including yours truly, forget to honor our end of the agreement. So that's all I'm doing. I'm in a program that says, uh, it's actually the 12th step of the 12-step program. It says, having had a spiritual awakening, and I did, believe me, because I trusted God and I cleaned house. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps... We tried, and that's a capital T, we tried to carry this, this message, the message, to other suffering souls and to practice these principles in all our affairs. That's a big order, isn't it? So that's all I'm doing, gang. I just uh, There's a lot of ways to, to carry a message. There's a lot of ways to honor agreement with the God of our understanding. May you find him now. I happened to just stumble into a radio, and uh, it was, a, it was a, just a good fit. I think it was just meant to be. All the planets lined up, and lo and behold, I, I had a microphone stuck in front of me. So there you go. So let's start, first of all, in how successful recovery starts or restarts. How about that? Yeah. Successful recovery starts with something called calming down and unity. There it is. And I'll tell you who's calmed down are people who get their, their ass handed to them over and over again, who get beaten down by, by the terrific beating of alcoholism or drug addiction or, or just whatever is making our life's daily toils unmanageable. Yeah. We've got to calm down. And when we've hit the last, last stop on the line and we've lost everything and we're busted, disgusted, and untrusted and nobody's listening to us. And there's the screaming sound of silence. Then, then we can become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. It's called the bottom. And so many of us hit our own personal bottom of utter hopelessness. Remember? A seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Mm. So once again... What do we do with this bottom? I'll tell you what we do at the bottom. We try to find somebody else who's at the bottom or find somebody else who's been at the bottom and it's gotten out of the bottom. How about that? It's called the group. It's called unity. And I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in, in the, the deepest you know, depths of Antarctica or, or in the wilderness. Get on the Internet. You know, I think it's now um, they've got satellite Internet now. All right? Find a group wherever you are. Um, get onto the local search engine on the internet and Google or, or search out your particular suffering problem, your malady. 
put it in there. And you know what? I swear, if you search hard enough, you will find a group of like-minded people. It's called a kinship of common suffering. And find that group and seek that group out. And join that group and make a commitment to that group. And don't put one foot in and one foot out and play the hokey pokey. Put both feet in and sit still and sit all the way down and be quiet and listen. And listen. And experience, experience the love of the group. And if you're not careful, you just might experience, here it comes, a God of your understanding as he expresses himself through the group. And my friend, no human power, and I can guarantee you this, is going to relieve yours or your loved one's suffering. Only God can and will if he is sought. And the easiest, most effective way to search out God in the very beginning is find the group. And there's nothing sweeter than being part of the group. Don't depend on the group. Become part of the group. And I swear the day is going to come sooner than you think, where you're going to find and experience this calm, this sustainable calm, this peace that surpasses all comprehension. And what's going to happen is you're going to find somebody who's even more shell-shocked than you that's coming into the group for the first time. And you're going to be able to go over to this person and put your arm around them and give them a hug and say, you know something? You don't ever have to be alone again. You don't ever have to drink again. You don't ever have to use drugs again or act out and make your life miserable. Your, your show is over, man. I'm going to show you how to get out of that rut. And I'm telling you, there's not a sweeter, sweeter, more joyful experience than being part of a unifying group. And you know what happens in that unifying group? We stay calm. Ah, we had to calm down to get into the group. And one of the benefits of being in the group is we stay calm. And why do we want to stay calm? Maybe, the, maybe staying calm is one of the keys to what? Overcoming temptation and being delivered from evil. How about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take a deep breath. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about a really difficult subject now. We're going to be talking about passive-aggressive behavior. We're going to be talking about codependency. We're going to be talking about survivalists. We're going to be talking about dominance and, and submission and winners and losers and lucky people and unlucky people. We're going to be hitting the whole gambit, and maybe you, you can relate, and maybe fit into one of those categories or know somebody who does. Yeah. We don't have any call-ins on this particular show. There's not going to be any in-studio guests. We've got a lot of material to go over and not a lot of time to do it. And what we're going to be doing in the next segment, and it's kind of a short segment for, before we hit the bottom of the hour, is we're going to be talking about the problem with toxic, passive-aggressive behavior. We're going to be talking about the harm and the hurt and the problems and the defective relationships that that kind of behavior causes others and causes to ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about the 12-step method of recovery? Um, if you do it right, if you put your hand in the hand of the man and trust you know, the process and clean house according to the four-step approach, it's like getting a master's degree in human behavior. You really understand why people act out and do the things they do, why they're bullies, why they're cowards, you know, why people cut and run or why people are aggressive. And, and, and to understand people is so rewarding and it's 
there's so much freedom in understanding our fellow man, yeah. Oh, yeah. How about that? You might be hearing something called God's will throughout our show or in other shows. And, you know, how about maybe God's will? Maybe God's will is for me to get along with my fellow man just for today. For me not to get in any trouble or to hurt anybody. You know, maybe just to give me some tools, some principles, spiritual in their nature, which can help me get along with my fellow man and help me get along with myself today. How's that sound? Sounds like a pretty good plan to me. Yeah. What do you think? Are you ready to dig into toxic, passive, aggressive behavior? Yeah. We all come out of the womb with two instinctual needs, the need to be loved and the need to feel secure. And it's how we put the bite on our fellow man to meet those needs for love and security that often get us in trouble and cause us to act out with toxic, passive-aggressive behavior, yeah. So when we come back, we're going to be hitting the, the highlights of the problems with toxic, passive-aggressive behavior, only here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. Be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. Yeah, thank goodness we don't have any guests or call-ins because um, important material. And I'll tell you, you know where I get a lot of my material from is I, I, get, I get most of my material from my fellow man in meetings. Can't write this stuff. But the other stuff, um, I get a lot of material out of something called the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, simply called Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a publication that was written in 1939. And it's sister publication called The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions. It came out about 15 years later. And the, the wisdom is really timeless and universal. And if you hear me, you know, quoting, um, making some profound uh, comment, it's probably not coming from me. I'm, I'm probably snatching it from one of these two publications, or worse yet, from one of my um, my friends, you know, who I poached something from them that I really like. But you know, back to toxic, passive, aggressive behavior. Probably the worst, probably the worst type of of outcome with this type of behavior is it causes anger. You know, if you scratch a wound long enough, it's going to bleed. And, and if we are aggressive and we beat people down or if we allow people to beat us down long enough, uh, the outcome is going to be anger. And let me tell you, friend, one of the big discoveries I made in the 12-step method was I was reintroduced to something called the seven deadly sins. And, the, and, and one of the seven deadly sins is anger. And I always thought that anger was a little anger was good. A little anger was motivating. A little anger could... Could get you to where you wanted to be, and and um, 
No, no. Anger is aggression. And aggression is the uh, aggressive part of passive-aggressive behavior, period. And it's harmful, and it hurts people. And I'll tell you another outcome of, of angry, risky, hurtful, harmful behavior. The worst, worst outcome possible for both the perpetrator and the recipient is something called shame. Oh, yeah. Shame. And um, how do we overcome shame? How do we overcome something called the shame cycle? How do we overcome living with unresolved difficulties and living with people uh, in circumstances that we certainly cannot escape and get away from? We're tethered to them, either emotionally, physically, financially, by our DNA. We have to put up with them at a family reunion once a year, whatever. But there it is. We have to look at ourselves and all of our defects. And I'll tell you, if, um, if we're not sorry for our behavior and our behavior continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink again. So anybody who's trying to get sober, if you think you can go ahead and carry around um, a bag of anger and take it out periodically and, and dispense it, you're sorely mistaken, my friend. You know, one, one insightful, harmful rant could put, us, could put us on an emotional jag indefinitely. You know, it could really ruin our entire day or our entire week. It could ruin a career. It could ruin a relationship. And one of the nice things about, about recovery is when we trust God and clean house is we're able to do something called a four-step and we're able to go back and take a look at our behavior. And we do something in the four-step called a grudge list. We're going to be talking about that next segment in the solutions. But, but there it is, though. The grudge list are all these people that... Um, that have hurt us and made us sore and, and with whom we're angry. And how possibly can we do something with this grudge list of all these terrible, hurtful, harmful people? Oh, there's a way to deal with them. Trust me on that. And we're going to be getting to that. But let me hit a couple of more highlights before we finish up this short segment on, on the problems with this type of behavior. First of all, it's fatal. I mean, if, uh, if you step on the wrong toes, um, some people have so little, all they have is their dignity and their self-respect, and if you try to rob that from them, if you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose, and you could find yourself on the, on, the, on the tail end of something called violence, and violence certainly is fatal. No question about it. And also, it's a form of denial, this type of behavior, many of us practice it our entire lives. We never grow up. We're king baby, remember? We never outgrow the instinctive, instinctual needs for, for love and security. We spend a whole lifetime putting the bite on people to meet those needs, and we have perfected it. And in fact, many of us have become so good at this toxic, passive-aggressive behavior, we're not even aware of it. It's called denial. To, to, to do something that you're not even aware of. It's called oblivious. And ignorance is bliss. You know, you don't have a problem until, you know, you realize that you got a problem. 
and many of us finally realize that we do have a problem. Problem with what? Problem with getting along with people. Problems with getting along with people. We discovered that our, what we really had was a total inability to form a true partnership with another human being. We either wanted to be on the top of the heap or hiding underneath it. We were extremists. Yeah. How about that for hitting some of the highlights with the problems with toxic passive-aggressive behavior? Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be hitting the solutions. Only here on In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C. This moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is on page 417 in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not a very favorite quote of many people, but it's one of my favorite quotes, and it says this. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. Yeah. I'm telling you, friend, if you have a, a loved one who's suffering or if you're suffering from somebody else's passive-aggressive behavior, or maybe they're a bully, maybe they're just so miserable and they just, they just lash out at people with this type of, of insane behavior... I'm telling you, there is a solution for this. There is definitely a solution for this type of, of, um, of this endless, hopeless cycle. And the cycle stops the moment we join, remember, the group. You gotta get into the group. We can't do this alone. Here comes a little cliche. We can't do this alone, but only we alone can do this, make this commitment to come out of isolation and to you know, rejoin the human race. And I'll tell you, the nicest part about, about the 12-step method of recovery, especially when you get into the fourth step, is we do the four-step inventories. There's three inventories. There's one called the resentment inventory, which is the anger. And then there's the fear inventory, where we look at the things that really we're, we're afraid of and fearful. You'd be surprised. And then the other thing is the sex inventory or the sex harm inventory. And a lot of people think that the sex inventory has to do with sexuality or sex or procreation or, or whatever. And, it, and it, well, of course it does, a little bit. I mean, come on, we're human beings. But what they're really talking about, and, and pardon the expression, you know, it's about, um, it's about really, um, it's about screwing people over. Okay, emotionally and 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 physically and financially and um you know and and it's a form of sex, believe me, it's a form of 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 unhealthy dominance, right is not sex uh itself a a passive aggressive association of course it is and um 
And so there it is. You know, when we really clean house in the state of being calm, the nicest part is that we can open our minds and open up our hearts and we can objectively look at what's happening about us and we can objectively look at the people who are not well. Yeah. So, so let me go back to the resentment inventory in this grudge list of all these terrible people, most of whom were probably pretty aggressive in some form or another, and they hurt us and they harmed us. You know what's so nice about the 12-step, uh, 4-step inventory is we don't really need to forgive anybody on our grudge list. Just got to give them a break. You got to give them a break. And the way we give them a break is we open up our minds. And, and if you do the inventories and you stick to the script and you do it just the way the, the book prescribes it, this book called Alcoholics Anonymous, they really give you a detailed roadmap how to do this fourth step. And if you do it right, all these terrible people, all these horrible actors on our grudge list, they lose their power. They no longer have this power over us. And you know what is the, the key that opened the door to this freedom? The open mind. The open mind. To be able to actually look back and look at somebody's history and say, you know something? Maybe this person was sick and suffering like me. Maybe I was unfairly judging this person. Maybe this person had a, a terrible upbringing or, or, or experienced some terrible trauma that made them behave and react and act out and develop this type of personality defect, which is harmful. Oh, and it's such a sweet realization. The moment we, we come to that, that fork in the road and we can actually look at our fellow man and we can look at them and say, you know something, did I do anything to, to hurt this man or woman who was, who was suffering? Did I do anything to make their suffering worse? And the answer quite often is yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mistreated somebody who was already suffering and who was sick. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine thinking about the most passive or aggressive um, actor you can think of and imagining just how sick and full of fear and full of insecurity this sick man or woman was or maybe still are? Remember, you know, life is also about living with unresolved difficulties. Yeah. See, fear, fear is what drives this, this thing called self. You know, we're, we're trapped in this, this self-consciousness, this battle with our identity. And um, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear. And what is the antithesis of fear? Mm, it's faith. But you know, you can't recover from something if you don't know what you're recovering from. Many of us don't have drinking and drug problems. We have problems getting along with people. We just can't seem to, to form a, a true partnership with people. We're just terrified about losing something that we have or never getting something that we really want. Or we move into one of the other seven deadly sins, envy. 
where we shut down and we move into sloth and we just move into ambivalence and forget about it. All hope is lost. Can you relate to that? Mm. Isn't that beautiful? You don't have to forgive anybody, but you got to give them a break. And I'll tell you who gives people breaks are people who are calm and people who practice unity. People who can look at, at an offender, at a sick person, and instead of saying, what's wrong with this person, all of a sudden pause for a minute and say, hey, what might be right with this person? Can you imagine that? Hmm. I mean recovery. I got teased a lot in early recovery about using the imagination a lot. I used to always talk about the imagination. And I used to say, hey, it's a close cousin to faith. It's a close cousin to trust. It's a close cousin to belief. You got to imagine yourself getting better. Just like you got to imagine somebody who's, who's, who's punking us or bullying us of being a sick person and taking away their power. And not letting this person push our seven buttons of self. You know what the seven buttons of self are? That's one of the columns in the four-step inventory. In the resentment inventory. The seven buttons of self. My self-esteem. You can't affect my self-esteem anymore. I'm not going to let you beat me down. My pride. I'm not going to let you embarrass me anymore. My finances, I'm not going to give you money anymore. My personal relations, I'm not going to act out and misdirect my anger on other people and misjudge them because of you. My ambition, I'm not going to let you discourage me from, from achieving my goals. My emotional security, I'm not going to let you beat me down and turn me and continue to keep me an emotional cripple. And sexual relations, finally to feel good about myself, to feel good about my, my character and my identity and my purpose and my ability to carry on and my ability to have an intimate, caring, loving, attentive relationship with another human being. You're not going to affect that anymore. Can you imagine taking those seven buttons of self-esteem, pride, pocketbook, personal relations, ambitions, emotional security, and sexual relations, can you imagine taking those away from a bully and somebody who's hurting you? Oh, it happens. Oh, yeah. If you clean house in the 12-step method of recovery, they talk about when we finally get at the end of step nine, we get into step 10, we feel like we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. It's a bubble, baby. The solution to passive-aggressive behavior is to be in this bubble, this bubble of love this bubble of open-mindedness, this bubble of an open heart, this bubble of charity and, and thoughtfulness, this bubble of love. You know, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. I don't want to give it up. Our last segment of the show, I always reserve for something called the imagination exercises. And we're going to get into that, but... Let me hit the highlights again to the solution to overcoming toxic, passive-aggressive behavior is we got to hit our bottom. And you know what happens when, we're, when we hit our bottom and we're suffering? We finally clean house and we calm down. And you know what happens when we calm down and clean house? We develop something called discipline. We get disciplined. We're so undisciplined, aren't we? 
we develop discipline. Why? Because we've answered all the why questions. We're not in fear anymore. Once we commence to outgrow fear, and this discipline enables us to become obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to God's will. You're going to hear that a lot. And over and over again, you're going to hear Toby tell you that maybe God's will, maybe God's will is just simply for me to get along with my fellow man today. And in doing so, I stand a better chance of getting along better with myself and quit being such a perfectionist. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Gratitude and humility. They're principles, spiritual in their nature. You can't be hostile and angry and open-hearted and loving at the same time. What's your decision going to be? Are you ready to get better? Are you ready to take it easy on your fellow man? Are you ready to give them a break? That's the solution. The solution is to have faith that all's going to work out. That maybe you may not see justice in this world and hear about us, but maybe there ultimately is justice. There's God's justice. It's called faith. And at once we commence to outgrow fear. And we, we develop a code. The code's talked about in step 10 too. Our code in the 12-step method of recovery is this. Love and tolerance of others is our code. And it doesn't matter how bad they are. There's no such thing as, as bad people. There's just people who do bad things. We're all children of God, aren't we? How about that? Do you think you can, can give your fellow man or woman a break? The ones that are just crushing your dreams, the dream crushers out there? Hmm? I'll bet you can, yeah. When we come back, we're going to be doing something called the imagination exercises. Yeah. Can you imagine getting better? Can you imagine becoming a sponsor? Can you imagine giving people a break who are bullies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be right back with our closing segment, the imagination exercises, only on here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our show about overcoming toxic, passive-aggressive people and that type of behavior. Mm. And everything in life, in a good life, involves a fired-up imagination and an open mind, including giving people a break who are just sick and acting out with toxic, passive-aggressive behavior, period. But, um, you know, Barbara stated it so eloquently, people, people who need people 
are the luckiest people in the world. And how often many of us, including yours truly, Toby, we've alienated ourselves from people and have isolated. And um, I think the antithesis of luck is, is to be cursed. And boy, was I cursed. And one of the one of the most joyful experiences that I've experienced is to find somebody who's lost and help them find their way home. Can you imagine you or your loved one being so healthy in mind, body, and spirit that, that you or they might be able to find somebody who's lost and help them find their way home? It's called sponsorship. And if nobody's giving you the memo until now, here comes the memo. Listen up. The primary function of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. So if you have a, if you have a mentor in your recovery group or a sponsor or a guru or a life coach or a varsity cheering section, and they're not preparing you to become a sponsor, they're ripping you off. And you can tell them, Toby C. said so. They're ripping you off. They're too busy developing a deep and meaningful relationship, and they're not getting down to the house cleaning. And I believe somewhere in the book Alcoholics Anonymous on page 64, it says when we overcome the spiritual malady, then we straighten out mentally and physically. And so many sponsors and, 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 and elders in recovery, man, they put the cart before the horse. They want to develop this deep and meaningful relationship before they get down to the house cleaning. I'm telling you, my friend, don't develop a deep and meaningful relationship with the person that you're trying to help find their way home. Get them the tools and get them a compass and get them a, a spiritual GPS to find their way home. It's called the house cleaning. So many of us fail to do this house cleaning. We fail to put our hands in the hands of another man and clean house so that the, that the grace of God could enter us and expel this deadly obsession. Can you imagine yourself becoming a sponsor? Can you imagine that the most overwhelming and compelling reason for you to stay sober today is so that you can be available in mind, body, and spirit to be helpful to somebody? And by the way, alcoholics and drug addicts and people within the, our kinship of common suffering, we speak a certain lingo that nobody else speaks. It's a great legacy of suffering and of recovery that's easily passed along from one person to another within the kinship of common suffering. And you can be the messenger that passes this hope along to others, and it is a joyful experience. And you know what's so beautiful about sponsorship is to watch, and if you do it right, and you get down to business, and you help this person clean house, and only they can clean house. We just have to be kind of the co-pilot to help it happen, right? But to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, 
to watch this, this miracle unfolding in front of you, to watch a person who is on the verge of suicide or homicide all of a sudden become a useful member of not only the fellowship, but of society and of the world, and to know that you had something to do with that. It is a joyful experience, my friend. It is joyful beyond your wildest imagination. Recovery is a magic carpet ride if you do this thing right. And it's about putting other people on the ride with you. It's about helping people get out of that rut and to stay out of that rut. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that this might be the last time that you're going to be in rehab if you're listening to me from a hospital or rehab? Can you imagine this might be the very last time that you ever have to, 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 to hit your bottom again in this shame cycle or some other risky, sinful, shameful behavior like passive-aggressive, toxic bullying of our fellow man and woman? Can you imagine overcoming that? I'll bet you can. You're going to become a beautiful, wonderful sponsor. You're going to actually seek out a suffering soul and they're going to listen to you. You're going to be uniquely helpful to this person. They're going to listen to you like they've never listened to their therapist or their psychiatrist or their physician. They're going to listen to you. And you're going to be immensely helpful because you've stood in those shoes. You've been to hell and back. And you can tell them how to get out of the rut and how to stay out of the rut one day at a time. Can you imagine that? How about that? Now you have an overwhelming and compelling reason to get sober and to stay sober, my friend. And I am here to tell you that people who recover are people who, who acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. And you can do that too. And you can help others to achieve something called God consciousness. We move away from self-consciousness and we move toward God consciousness. And it's a beautiful ride, baby. God is going to put you in the bosom of Abraham, and he's going to keep you there safe and protected. And you're going to feel like you've been placed in a position of neutrality. The circus is still in town, man, but you don't have to, you don't have to go around with this monkey on your back anymore. And you don't have to step in the circus ring anymore. You can sit on the perimeter of the circus ring and watch this whole show unfold and know that you don't have to participate in it anymore. What a peaceful, joyful place to be. Can you imagine that? I bet you can. I did. And I have a wonderful imagination today. And I love to fire up the imagination of others. And so will you. Mm. How about that? I hope you've enjoyed our show today. I love it. I just, I never get tired of belting out a loving message. And today's toxic, passive, aggressive behavior message, I hope it, it made some sense to you. And I hope you come back and join us for another show only here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. God bless and come back soon. Take care. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 